Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and Happy New Year. Welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I am your host, Ben White, and we are going to be taking you through day one. What a better way to start 2022 than with... Not a wrestling pay-per-view, a premier live event, a, prem- a premier premium live event. It's something like that now anyway. They're not, allowed, they're not called pay-per-views anymore. Even when I looked on Wikipedia to check some of the results stuff I was looking at, they're, they're called premium live events now. So yeah. even the wordings, they're not, not even pay-per-view anymore. Um, joining me to talk all things day one and all things Raw and SmackDown afterwards is a man who must have the same New Year's resolution as me, which is let's not let Joe or Dave win the league this year is that right luke <laughs> yeah but unfortunately we yeah yeah you are right that should that should be our new new year's resolution because at the moment we're we're falling behind i feel well, yeah i'll tell you i'll tell you where, whereabouts we are at the end of the uh, at the end of the pub but it's it's not it's not looking good for we're not too far off with with royal rumble big card and wrestlemania big card we could do it but i think they would both have to drop the ball so but I think, we'll unfortunately, and to... you'll, you'll probably go on to it, but some of the, the card changes at day one probably didn't help us. Absolutely uh, not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Just just as a tease, though, one of the t- one of the, t- the the team, so me, you, Joe, and I'm going to add in there Dave, because, you know, he's part of the Views from the Sofa Network family, one of us won this round. Oh. So, Well, know. that definitely wasn't me or you. <laughs> All right, then. One of Joe or Dave won this round. All right. Okay, there you go. One of Joe or Dave won this round. What I want to know, I know Dave listens. What I want to know is, will Joe listen enough so that, because I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him other than on this podcast. So will he listen enough? Will he care enough to want to go and research it and find it out? So, yeah, we'll we'll let you know next time. Um, So here we go. Starting with day one. Start off as we always start off pretty much, Luke. Uh, what did you think of the pay per view as a whole? Um, I actually really enjoyed it, to be honest. I thought that the card changes probably helped it a little bit in terms of freshening up the whole storylines a little bit, and um, and I actually just quite enjoyed the matches. I thought they were quite fun. I, I thought overall, I, I came away from it thinking, yeah, well, I enjoyed that. It was decent. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. For me, it was every match was absolutely solid. There was no duff matches. I was invested enough in every match. Even I even found myself in the Madcap Moss and Drew, Drew McIntyre match going, this is better than it deserves to be. Moss is better than he than I would give credit to him for. You know, he was actually pulling off some decent moves. He's clearly a solid wrestler with a dodgy gimmick. You know, there was no... I didn't watch the pre-show. We'll get to the pre-show in a minute. But there was no kind of absolute errors or, or duff matches or even things that I'd necessarily fast forward or skip or was bored by to be honest so it was much better than I expected it to be and we will get to it but I thought the main event was brilliant oh, the yeah, main man. event was exactly as it should be the only the only kind of criticism from it was aside from the main event it wasn't exactly earth shattering but I suppose yeah. with the things going the way they the way they were at the time it was just, just a case of let's get through this pay-per-view and get onto the rumble so but yeah, I, th- I think a lot of these matches could have been on Raw or SmackDown, but there would have been excellent episodes if that was the case. So it's that fine line between like oh, like a really good Raw or SmackDown and a, and a good pay per view. So I, th- I think that's why I enjoyed it because the work like I, st- I still 
I still was really invested in it, but and, and I get what you're saying. Like the only the main event really was 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 like proper pay per view, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's the that's a perfect example because McIntyre and Moss would not have had that match on SmackDown or Raw. Sorry, they would no. not have had that match on Raw at all. They'd have had a five minute. Or maybe no, maybe maybe ten minutes because you get a couple of advert breaks in there or whatever. But you, they'd have had a couple of segment match that was fairly dull, fairly you know. But that had a couple of decent spots in it. Moss gave a good account of himself, and yeah, it's just a shame that it was Moss or that they're linked with Baron Corbin or Happy Corbin. So, but we'll 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 get onto it. So, um, day one, New Year's Day. What do you think of New Year's Day for a day for a pay per view? Um, it was interesting. I, I enjoyed it because it was Saturday, so I, I, I prefer that because it means I can catch up on a Sunday easier than go straight into the week. So just for that reason, but yeah, I, I mean, I didn't watch it live, but no, no, God, no. I still stand by the fact you put it on New Year's Eve. I might have been tempted. Yeah, yeah. Turn it if into I could a... convince the wife to spend New Year's Eve watching wrestling, which, to be fair to her, she's as tolerant as she is, she probably would have, to be honest. Um, we'll get straight into the pre-show. You watched the pre-show. Yeah, I enjoy the pre-show, and. To be... It's quite an interesting one, actually, because the immediate announcement was obviously Roman Reigns having COVID. I think it was announced just before on Twitter. Um, but obviously, a lot of people tuning in would have just found that out. And the interesting thing about that is it's the first time like WWE have mentioned COVID. Um, well, as far as I'm aware, anyway. Like They the, the tend to normally skirt around that, and but they're, they're really blatant about it. So I don't know if that's changed direction or because it was Roman Reigns or, or what, but I thought that was quite interesting straight away. It, it massively... It... I, the way I viewed it was it protects Roman Reigns, hugely yeah. protects Roman Reigns because there's it's the only valid reason for him not to be in that arena. And you can't if you try and create anything else, particularly with the story they've created, they there'd be no other way of getting around it. So it's just a case of he's got coronavirus, he's got COVID, it's not going to happen. So we've changed the card. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the card change in a little bit. Um, Sheamus and. Ridge Holland versus Cesaro and Ricochet. Now, I didn't watch this, but I have seen the moment afterwards where yeah. Ridge Holland gets his nose broken. It's, I mean, it's completely accidental. It's one yeah. of those things. It's WWE, it's wrestling, it is what it is. It's fairly brutal to watch, though. Did you yeah. catch it? Did you catch it as it was happening? Did you see it and go, you know, bit of a wince, bit of a what's happening there? Um, yeah, you could kind of tell Ricochet basically put his knee in his face. Um, and then him wince, and then as soon as he turned over, the blood just started pouring, didn't it? So it was pretty obvious straight away that he was a gun wrong. So, um, so yeah, obviously it turns into a handicap match, but yeah, I, I, like, it, before that it was just a filler match, really. The quite I quite enjoy everyone who like wrestled in that match, and it was all right. I assume Rich Holland was meant to win there, <laughs> so obviously that's change it midway through. But um, I, also. I really like Seamus, I think. Like, I, I wasn't sure when I first started watching wrestling about Seamus, but I've grown to really like him. He's just a, such a solid person to have, isn't he? Yeah. I, I, nothing sums him up better than he's an absolutely solid person. If you had a... I don't know what age Seamus is, but if you had a if you had a kind of... People always talk about the fact if you could keep one person over the age of X, Y, or Z, a veteran, and then everyone else had to be lower down the card, my pick would be Seamus because... Yeah. If you made, he's one of those wrestlers where if he just decided he was going to jump into the main event, or if they needed someone to jump into the main event after he's 43 years old, there you go. So if you had like an, you have to keep one wrestler who's over 40 and get rid of everybody else, which would decimate the WWE roster, incidentally. <laughs> Sheamus would be up there as a pick for me because all it takes is for him 
to kind of turn it on a little bit, be invested in a couple, build him a little bit. And he's a legitimate main eventer. And he's someone who's got an absolute proper pedigree past. He's a proper veteran. And putting putting him like with Ridge Holland, as much as it's a little bit corny from, and especially from a British point of view, the stuff they say and the things they're talking about is all the worst stuff we could hear. Actually, it's, it's Rich Holland can do a lot worse as an introduction. Um, so, what but you're about... right there. His his whole thing really makes me cringe. Like <laughs> he's meant he's meant to be seen as this hard man, but his story just doesn't match up. Like it's just it's just something like something from like the 1930s. It just doesn't make you know. When he's when he was I, I don't know if you saw him when he was in, introduced on NXT and they were talking about the fact that he was he had to he has to fight his way out of Yorkshire. And stuff like that. And it was like Yorkshire's a place where you can't walk down the street without being knifed. I had to fight my way out. And you're going, I don't know, mate. Like, yeah, it's a, bit, it's sure. a bit much, pal. Yeah. Plus, I know quite Yorkshire's a few people from Yorkshire. Massive, like... <laughs> yeah, and they've never told me that before. <laughs> also, he's been quite unlucky with injuries. Because I'm sure when I, when I was watching NXT, uh, he had a horrific injury at one point there, didn't he? When he was yeah. when, when, when they were building him as well at that time. Yeah, he's, he's getting really unlucky with it. I mean, that one was much worse than this. I, I, wouldn't, I mean... People have wrestled with broken, broken noses nose, before. Sheamus has come back, from, obviously, from the broken nose. Um, Cena famously wrestled with one. So, a couple of weeks, he'll be back in it. Um, you might even, I mean, it might even be worth holding him off to the Rumble. Give him a bit of an actual, bit of a, not surprise entrance, but give him a decent entrance. Throw him in there and have him throw a couple of people over the over the top. Well, well she- 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 Sheamus can get his nose mask back and they can just both be the nose masked tag team. <laughs> you've got, like, the tag team thing. You've got two people in there. That if you put anyone else with them, they're solid. So yeah. Sheamus can hold a tag team. I would back Cesaro and Ricochet if they actually did some work with them as a solid tag team as well. Mm. So I like, I mean, yeah, I like them both individually. Yeah. And Cesaro doesn't miss with a tag team. Cesaro's had some very random tag teams, but every single time he is, they're solid and they're workable. And <clears throat> Cesaro's Cesaro should be top of the card. I'm never going to get understand what WWE doing with Cesaro. I'm never going to understand it. I don't know why he's in where he is now. Yeah, well, I chose him with my wild card, didn't I? So that's where I take well. Yeah. yeah. So um, there was that was the kind of surprise one. We didn't know about that when we did last time's predictions. Um, everybody else went Seamus and Ridge Holland, and I was the only one that thought Cesaro and Ricochet might get a win. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why I thought it. Um, gambled and absolutely lost. So we'll move on to um, the opening match, which was the Usos versus... New Day, or what is it, King Woods and Hand to the King, Kofi Kingston? Yeah, Sir Kofi Kingston, I think. Sir Kofi Kingston, that's it. Um, In a fairly, I mean, the Usos and the New Day, if you just told them five minutes before they went to the ring they were going to have a match, it would still be one of the best matches on the card. You can tell these guys have wrestled each other a billion times. But then the problem is we've watched them wrestle each other a billion times. So as much as it's always great, it's always solid, and they did the same on SmackDown, and that was a really solid match. Um, it, 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 it's what we said at the start. It's a, it's a SmackDown match essentially. Yeah. Not much to it. Um, and as a surprise to me, genuine surprise to me, on both occasions actually, the Usos came out with the win both times. So uh, there we go. What do you think of the match? What do you think of the result? Yeah, like similar to you, I think really solid. I, I'm not one for rematch after rematch. But with these, just because they're so good together, I don't really get bored of it. Like, yeah, you're not as, as invested as you would be if they hadn't wrestled before. But I'm still, I'm still 
not I'm just never bored of it because I think they're just, they're just so good. Like the, the match is just really interesting to watch every time. And I and I did think the Usos would win just because I just think I just think they're keeping the bloodline really strong. And I think they, if they keep the belt belt, I mean I, I understand the arguments against it, but if they just keep the belts on them, it just keeps it stronger and stronger as it goes through to WrestleMania. Yeah, it's fair. I I get it. I when they announced the rematch on SmackDown for Friday uh, last Friday, I easily thought, oh, New Day are taking it off them. Yeah, there's no need to have this rematch at all. It's only when you realise they've got nothing else really at the moment yeah. that that's the reason. Um, I the only problem is I just don't know who's next for the Usos. I, I genuinely don't know who's next for the Usos. They've not built anybody. New Day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it, though, isn't it? Like, I think we said the last time, like, they are the best two tag teams on SmackDown. And if you discount RK Bro, probably the whole of WWE, they're actual tag teams as well, and that one's just been put together. Um, yeah, like, who who else is there? I, I, think, I, I can't think of anyone. Even on Raw, like, Raw, you've got Alpha Academy, who are now solid. You've yep. got... Um, Raiders. Raiders. Ra- no, Raiders are, Raiders are SmackDown, aren't they? Because oh, they, they just faced... So you could have, well, Raiders have just lost the Madcap Moss and uh, um, Drew, uh, Happy, Happy Corbin. Corbin. You can't have Madcap Moss and Corbin go up to the Usos, though. As the only other tag team that I've seen recently win on SmackDown, you can't have those two go up against them. It's nowhere near. Yeah. Unless this is the start of a return. I don't know who could be returning, but you could build a return at Royal Rumble. You could have a returning tag team at Royal Rumble then take them up to WrestleMania. The only one I can think of is the Dudleys. It's the only returning at the moment. I can't think of anybody else. <laughs> Clearly the not OC? going to be the hardest. The OC, where are they? The who? Is it the OC? Are they OC. one? With um, AJ Styles, them two guys, Luke's. I can't remember the names, no. Oh, yeah. The, oh, God, yeah. They were called the OC, weren't they? The, bloody, the original club. Oh, God. I completely forgot what you were talking about. That, You're absolutely the, right, yeah. When I first started watching, they were like, really strong. Yeah, they're AW now, or are they Impact? They're one of the two, so I think they're contracted elsewhere, unfortunately. Oh, no. But, yeah, I can't think of that. I think it's got to be a returning tag team. It's the only thing. There's a little bit of a mini prediction. That's what's happening to the Usos, because there doesn't seem to be anybody else. So, okay, then. Moving on from that was Drew McIntyre taking on Madcap Moss in, like I said, solid match. Lasted less than 10 minutes, but that's exactly as it should do, really. And McIntyre defeated Madcap Moss with very little incident. Is there anything you actually want to say about this match? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I, th- I thought the incident would happen during the match, but then it happened afterwards, didn't it? Like a segment where they just battered him with a chip, just battered him behind the scenes. So I always thought it would lead to Drew versus Happy Corbin. But I don't know if it's still going down that route or not, but um, yeah, filler. Should have been a SmackDown match. Yeah. It, it kept Drew busy, kept Happy Corbin busy, filled out a card. It was a nice little um, palate cleanser. Drew McIntyre, I don't know what you do with Drew McIntyre. Drew, I mean, Drew McIntyre should have been Roman Reigns' next opponent, right? Yeah, that's, but, that's well, what, where it was going. Well, I suppose obviously it wasn't where it was going, but no, I, I, I can see where it will go, but I don't want to spoil what we're going to talk about later. Okay, right. Well, we'll we, we will tantalisingly wait for that one then. <laughs> um, then we had RK Bro versus the Street Profits, and um, RK. This was again absolutely can, solid. Can I just say before you go into the match? Yeah, who go for are it. me? Who are Migos? Because, like, I'm either getting really out of touch. I've literally never heard of them. No, neither have I. Okay, good. Yeah. Nope. No, this is this is the equivalent of Bad Bunny 
who went from being someone I'd never heard of to finding out that he's like a multi-Grammy winner, the most streamed person on Spotify or something. It was just like, who's, who is this person? (laughs) What I like about it, we might as well, because you brought it up, might as well talk about it now. I like how it goes from one juxtaposition to the other. So Migos is probably huge, like on the cusp of entertainment and pop culture and clearly not for us, but is going to draw in a hell of a crowd. On the other side, Johnny Knoxville's entered himself in the Royal Rumble. (laughs) See, I love that. It's great, but because I know who he is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. From ten years ago, it yeah. would have been valid. I'm not, I'll be honest with you. Ten years is probably being generous. Fifteen years ago, yeah. I genuinely didn't recognise him when he first when he, until they put the like who he was because he changed that much. But he's he's getting. I mean, there's there's no. We'll talk about Rumble. Yeah, we might as well go onto it now. Him versus Sami Zayn. Is that going to be the WrestleMania celeb match? Is that no, where it's going? He, he can't go past Rumble, can he? he? He's just there to promote this new Jackass movie, isn't he? I don't know, though. You'd have said the same about Bad Bunny. How long was Bad Bunny around for before? Was he in the Rumble? He was at the Rumble, remember. wasn't he? Was he not? I can't remember, but... He was definitely there before WrestleMania for a few... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because he had this whole thing with Miz, didn't he? Oh, well, that was that was the whole story. Yeah. I don't know. I forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Knoxville versus Sami Zayn? Yeah, it could be. Thing is, my worry with that is that he's someone who will do something stupid for the sake of doing something stupid. I mean, obviously, Johnny Knoxville, not Sami Zayn. But, yeah. yeah. So, you don't want that in a wrestling ring. Like, that's the opposite of what... You want someone who's very green and controlled and where Johnny Knoxville will be like, yeah, but what if I just jump off the top of this? Yeah. Like, without telling anybody. Let's just do it. I don't know. I, I, I still think... I don't think... It'll, I think it'll be Rumble and that's it, personally. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Surely. It's got, I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was Sami Zayn's contract negotiation. We've got a big match for you at Mania, mate. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, I don't know who the Migos are. I had I, I, no clue and no, didn't really get... I don't know if they're comedians, if they're pop stars, if they're movie stars, if... I think they're rappers, aren't they? Because that's the whole... That was what Riddle, Riddle was talking about. I think, I, think, I think it's music, but again, I haven't got a clue. I mean, if it's not from... Like the late 90s, early noughties, I haven't got a clue. That's true. that's true. That's sadly true, but yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so then they went on after that, after that pre-match, um, I don't know, shameless plug. I don't know what it was. RK Bro and um, went up against the Street Profits in what I thought was a proper solid match and had a couple of moments when I thought the Street Profits were actually going to win it, to be fair. Um, but RK Bro came out on top and, and it was pretty... I don't know what you call it, uneventful, really. You know, I kind of want, I don't know, don't know what I was expecting, but it it went by quite straightforward considering that Street Profits are who they are. I don't know. I think it's hard because they're two baby faces, aren't they? And you like both teams and they've both respected each other. Like they all shook hands afterwards and stuff, didn't they? I mean, there was a few moments actually where Montez Ford was a bit heelish, I thought in the match which I thought was interesting and actually that could be an interesting angle for the Street Profits because I've never really seen them like that but they're, they're quite well liked aren't they so I don't think they'll actually do that but I don't know I, 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 if the whole RK bro split happens I can imagine Street Profits would be the one to take the tag to, to take the belts you don't think WrestleMania. you don't think it's um yeah that's fair that's fair because it depends what's going Alpha Academy is who they're facing at Rumble without a shadow of a doubt surely yeah yeah, they they are, but no one cares about them, do they? Oh, I don't know. I don't do you know. Like, I, do you I, like them? They're proper bringing, like, winning me round. 
I just don't I like think Chad just, Gable. I just don't. I don't know what it is about him. See, I I think he's doing slimy heel dead well, and I think taking the comedy out of Otis and putting putting Chad Gable as the idiot heel and just having Otis as a brutal, like they keep describing as a tree trunk or whatever, and just having him be this powerhouse that you can't. There should have been more of a story, and they've they've already ruined it. There should have been more of a story of you can't um, RKO him. And yeah. they have RKO'd him, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. you look at that and go, there's a story there. How are you going to RKO a guy with no neck? Or how are you going to... And the thing is, they were building to that, weren't they? But then, like you say, not... in the last rule, they just did it. So Because yeah. when that story came out, <laughs> you, you, you put a hook on that and think, you could build that. That would be amazing. The one yeah. thing that they have, they can't use. And then, yeah, like, they, they undercut it completely. But <laughs> I think Gable's, Gable's improved as a, as a tag team just by being a little bit of a sleeper. They're, they're not... They've got a little bit more credibility than than they had before. I've, I'll give I'm giving them a bit more credibility for me. They're, they're 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 doing something. So it's not a match I'd hate to see, but I definitely don't want them beating RK Bro. No, I mean I think it's because I still see Shorty G, <laughs> and I can't get I, I just can't get that out of my head. And I think that's what I, I, I haven't liked him since Shorty G. So yeah, that's fair. He's definitely doing better. He's definitely doing better now. And I also liked Otis in Heavy Machinery. Yeah, Heavy Machinery would be. Like, imagine a tag team like Heavy Machine would be the perfect people to go up against the Usos right now. Yeah. If they'd had a year's and a half's worth of build, Otis being this perfect crowd favorite babyface and Tucker being the person that could actually wrestle and put some skills together, mm-hmm. they would be the perfect kind of person you want. You know, Street Profits over on um, Raw and uh, um, Heavy Machinery over on SmackDown, you've got that perfect balance. Yeah. So it, it's it's just this incessant <clears throat> need to change for no reason. So. Yeah. They must know something we don't. As long as it's not Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Yeah, who are still in the picture. I don't know how. To be fair, to be fair, Dolph Ziggler can wrestle. I was watching Dolph Ziggler versus um, Damian Priest, and you're watching it going, you can can actually wrestle. There's no doubt about it, but you couldn't be more stale. Yeah. But there is absolutely no reason for Dolph Ziggler to change because he just gets cushy matches, cushy at one point it was a case of if you've been brought up from NXT your first match had to be Dolph Ziggler now it's Baron Corbin but or Happy yeah. Corbin if it, if it feels like he's the safe person to put someone with to build and like like they'll have decent matches like he isn't you know I know, I know I know a while back they won the belts didn't they but that's not like that's not going to happen very often surely they're there just to build other people up aren't they and act as the heels yeah they just need to be a little bit more interesting yeah, that's the problem because when they because your interest and your and you're in, you literally your enjoyment drops as they come out. You just like I just yeah. don't want to see these two at all. They're, they're also very over tanned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are very orange. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I often watch it. And, like my wife's just sitting there sometimes doing her own thing, and they came on. And she was like, "What are they? <laughs> <laughs> they are orange." <laughs> It's a real shame too, because because Robert Roode or Bobby Roode was like a proper force at one point. Yeah. It was like you know NXT was amazing, and now he's not even the he's not even the best part of the Dirty Dogs. <laughs> he's not even the best. He's not even the front of that team, yeah. you know. So, what a waste of an amazing theme tune. <laughs> Talking of amazing theme tunes, check that yeah. out. Um, we're now on to the Grudge Match: Edge versus The Miz in what was surprisingly a 20 minute epic yeah, uh, between the two of them, um, which ended with edge defeating the Miz when 
because Maurice had been constantly getting in, like constantly distracting and constantly being a, a, a thorn in Edge's side, unsurprisingly to everybody, um, Beth Phoenix music hits. Eventually, I don't know if you noticed, Beth Phoenix <laughs> stood at the top of the ramp and then waiting for her music to hit. Just, gir- just gurning for a while. <laughs> just there with the teeth gritted, waiting. <laughs> so I was like, M- move, move. Like, that's, don't move. Like, run. <laughs> like, go down, k- kick some ass. Like, what are you doing? Oh, okay. No, no, you can't move until, yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> work experience kid was on. Don't know what's going on there. Um, and Beth Phoenix comes down to the ring, um, distracts Maurice, and then uh, removes Maurice, and then distracts Miz enough for Edge to get the win. Um what do you think to the match? What do you think of, of Edge defeating the Miz? Yeah, look, it was much better than I thought it would be. I thought it was a really good match. And I like the fact that they that they teased the cheap Miz win, which no one wants to see, um, but never actually did it, which, I, I mean, I predicted it would happen because I thought that's the way they would go. Um, but the never, which I was pleased about. And I thought, yeah, so I thought it was a solid match. I thought the outcome was what it should should have been. Um, and then obviously I'm actually quite looking forward to where it's going with the mixed tag. I think it'd be quite interesting. I mean, it's, it's something clearly Edge. I mean, it's not as interesting as a lot of the fights that Edge could have, right? But he clearly wants to do this. So I was, I was saying to Kaz, there must be some joy legitimately in you and your wife being wrestlers and you're meeting wrestling and it never happens. And there must be some, and I'm, I know it sounds corny. I'm actually being genuine here. There must be a little bit of joy in going, we actually get to do this together. We actually get to be in the ring together. Like we never happens. We get to do it together, especially Beth Phoenix, who's hung up her boots about four times and keeps going back to the ring, but it's not a proper, you know, not a main full-time wrestler. I can honestly say that I've never um, discussed wrestling with my my wife together. Really? Um, No, I've I've never discussed the idea of of wrestling alongside my wife. Absolutely not. No, Um, no, my wife's a fan by, by default, mate. That's that's oh. that's how it runs. That's that's so she's when um, Seth Rollins first won the Money in the Bank briefcase. When that's when we first kind of returned to wrestling, and I started watching it again properly. She just referred to him as Suitcase Man, oh. and still refers to Seth Rollins a little bit as Suitcase Man every now and again. So yeah, well, maybe that's I, how it starts. Maybe like you know, Lauren now knows them as the Orange People. So um, <laughs> it starts from somewhere. <laughs> that's it. She'll be she'll be she'll be she'll be entering her predictions in no time, mate. Um, and then yeah, beating so, me probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh and me, and me as well. That's not that's not a dig at you, it's, it's dig at both of us. <laughs> edge edge and um edge versus uh Miz was fairly solid. And then my wonder is where's he going for Royal Rumble, uh, for WrestleMania? Because you get this out of the way at Royal Rumble, it's done, solid. Edge yeah, I needs hope something so. big. Edge needs something big for me. Yeah, it can't be a three, it can't be a <laughs> Edge versus Miz is not WrestleMania. Yeah. So I'm really hoping they've got something for him, something big. I can imagine them doing an Edge versus Owens or something. That's part of his kind, like why sign because you want to have a big match with Edge. I don't know if it's done before, but I can imagine that sort of match happening because Owens is the heel at the moment. Edge is obviously a clear baby face, so that's and that and that'd be quite a decent match, I think. I would be solid if you give that if you give that a rumble to WrestleMania build, a mm. little bit of complication, you know, put them both in the elimination chamber for the belt, like for the chance to win the belt. Or whatever, or a chance to get the number one contendership, and obviously they take each other out. That's solid. That and yeah. Edge versus Owens would be an amazing match. So yeah. I'd go, I'd be all over something like that. That's a great, that's a great shout. You know when you're just sitting there and suddenly you get asked a question like this. Honey, what film are we watching tonight? And your heart sinks. You know that if you get this question wrong, you're probably going to have a fight. You might even get divorced. So you panic and you think, how about one involving an exoskeleton? And then you hear. 
And then you've got nothing. You've called for an exoskeleton movie and you haven't got one in your locker. Well, the great news is there's a new podcast out that covers lists on all kinds of movie-related trivia. It's That Movie List Podcast. So the next time you make outlandish suggestions like exoskeletons, funniest films or explosions, and you end up getting it wrong, and you end up having a fight and probably getting divorced, at least you'll have someone to blame. That Movie List Podcast by Views from a Sofa Network. So, from there, we went into the only women's match on um, day one, which hasn't had as much crit- no, criticism as wrong word. It hasn't been highlighted as much as I thought it would do, to be honest. And to be honest, I've, I've only just thought of that when you said it. Yeah. So, we had Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, again, went 17 minutes. Um, so, fairly... <clears throat> excuse me, epic match that Becky again won, but this time I'd say suspiciously clean. I don't think this was supposed to be a clean win whatsoever. I think there was a little bit of yeah. not in the right place because it, 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 yeah, I think this is, this is clearly tried to, this is clearly messed up the plans for Liv Morgan because I think, the, I think you could see Becky Lynch was reaching desperately for that rope. <laughs> yeah, she really, but, she really was. Yeah. Yeah, but now she's beat her clean, and you can't really build a story on that, can you? Because you've beat her clean. So what? They, can't, they can't say, you beat me and you tried to cheat. No, ex- exactly. Exactly that, <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you think of the match? I thought it was, I thought it was all right. Like, to be honest, this was probably the, one of my least favourite matches of the night. Just, I just can't really get behind the whole Liv Morgan thing, to be honest. Um, it was Look, it was decent enough. I just This was probably the, the one I, I enjoyed this even even less than Drew McIntyre and really, um, um, Moss. Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. yeah. Madcap Moss. Yeah. Yeah. Madcap Moss. Um, now it, it was, it was all right. But I think when the, one of my highlights was when the crowd was going, let's go Lear, if I'm thinking, <laughs> no, <it's> Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Co- <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's actually, co- can you collectively think? shocking in it. Collectively. Shocking. <laughs> um, and, 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 also, I don't know if you noticed this right. The ref was doing really slow counts throughout the whole match. I don't like you, you might not have noticed or not, but really slow. It was really bizarre. Like no, because there's no, re- there's no reason for it. There's no reason storyline wise, but it was really slow. Oh, fair enough. It's really annoying me. So I think all those the crowd and the ref combined was more of a distraction to me. That tells match. you all you need to know about how much you enjoyed this match. Their match on Raw to kind of set this up was better than yes, this match. Yeah. Absolutely better than this match. This was this did the job, but when you got about halfway through, it was really clear Liv wasn't winning it. Yeah. So it was like, mm, okay, we get, we're going through the motions here. Um, it's now led to a triple threat. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop. Whoever wins that will be her um, opponent at Royal Rumble. Um that's got to be Dewdrop, hasn't it? See, I, I think so as well, to be, to, to freshen it up. But again, she's a he- another heel, so they're going to do heel-heel again. I suppose so, but you can't... I mean, Bianca Becky is WrestleMania. Yeah. That's Bianca getting the belt back from Becky. That's the only yeah. way this story can go. Do not put Becky and Bianca in that ring before Mania. Yeah. And it can't be live again, can it? It can't. It absolutely cannot be live again. So, I mean, the only person that makes sense is Dewdrop. 
Um, unless what they're going to try to do then is over the next. I mean, it would be easier, legitimately, it would be easier to turn Becky face than it would be to try and turn Dewdrop face. That's the yeah. only way you could do this is have Becky be a kind of reluctant face, be the by proxy face here. But I don't know. I. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I still don't believe her as a heel. I think she's much better at a face because everyone loves her anyway. So it's really hard for her to be a heel. I think because everyone's cheering for. Her. I mean, I know that's similar to Roman Reigns, but but I don't know. He just a heel. I, I, don't, I don't think it suits her very well. Well, Becky, Becky doesn't play it very well either. So Becky, no. Becky is Becky has clever lines and funny things she says, and she does things that the crowd like, which is the absolute opposite of what you know. The, the perfect heel isn't Roman Reigns. It's Baron Corbin. Baron yeah. Corbin's the perfect heel. Because which everyone was talking about earlier. Tried, yeah, because everyone hates him. And when yeah. he says things, it's not clever. They're good promos, but no one's backing his promo. Where Becky says things that are quite clever. And like she actually gets one up on Liv Morgan. And she says things that it's difficult to come back from. And you kind of go, you know, oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, I could cheer that. That's, that's brilliant. Roman's earned his cheers, as stupid as it sounds. You kind of you want to dislike him. So he's all right because he says some clever things, but it's in character for him. Where Becky, she doesn't even really wrestle heelish enough. To, she's not sly enough. She, I don't know. Yeah, there's two different types of heel, isn't there? There's ones that you just hate and don't want to win anything. Like you're really against them in matches, and I suppose that's like a, a, a proper good heel. Yeah. But then you've got ones like Roman Reigns, probably like Charlotte Flair, like a few of us, which are actually really decent, and you don't mind if they win actually because. Even though they're a heel, they're great. Like Kevin yeah. Owens, he'd be like that as well. Oh, Kevin Owens is a great heel. Kevin Owens yeah. knows exactly what he's doing when he's playing heel. That's that's as simple as that. So you've got your your Baron Corbins, who you just do not want to see win whatsoever. Yeah. And then you've got your uh, Roman Reigns, who know how to play a bad guy. We all know he's playing the bad guy, but we want to see him on the show. So there's a, there's absolutely something in that. And Becky's a, mm. she's too much in the middle. And if she was trying to play it in the middle, that'd be fine. But she's not. She's she's trying to be a heel. She keeps trying to antagonize the crowd, and then she steps back from it a little bit. So I think the problem with it is if they built Dewdrop as more of a monster, this could be really interesting as well. So if they built Dewdrop as, like, unstoppable, someone Becky should be afraid of. Imagine if Becky was with Liv and Bianca and having a proper go at them, and I've beat both of you, and Dewdrop's music hit, and you saw Becky's face fall. Like, I don't think I can take her on. There'd be a story there, and that would be this kind of you know, will the monster Jew drop defeat Becky Lynch would be the first one to ever defeat Becky Lynch. You could build a story around it, but yeah, Jew drops coming into this, having just lost to Bianca Belair. Yeah. I mean, cause the, the focus quite a lot on Bianca Belair and Jew didn't they for a while. Yeah. So it's hard to make her look strong in that feud unless you bury Bianca Belair. So you kind of need to take her away from Bianca and like I say, destroy the people to build her. I also heard by the way, as a random person coming back at some point that could have, Feud with Becky is Alexa Bliss. Monday, apparently. Oh, is it? Okay. She's coming back Monday, but that will purely just be, I'm back to being Alexa again, everybody, and I'm in the Rumble on on yeah. um, 29th. Yeah. That's got to be that. So yeah. she was my, before they announced her come back for Monday, she was my outside bet for a bit of a, a, a win out of nowhere. I've also got another outside bet for that, but I'm going to leave that for our predictions cast. Man, mate. <laughs> we've got exactly the same person because there ain't that many women mate there ain't that many yeah. women <laughs> Joe's going to have exactly the same person as well yeah. we're all going to yeah. go one, two, three, and then say the name so uh, 
yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how we get with that one. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see who wins the triple threat on um, on Monday's Raw. It is Monday's Raw, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, Jimmy is. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that took us to the shock change main event. So right from the beginning of the show, um, as, as we talked about already, Roman Reigns has had uh, was diagnosed with um, COVID. So Brock Lesnar showed up to the arena. Could have been told, guess what, Brock? We've, we've paid you a million to hit be here tonight. You just go sit in catering live, maybe do a promo. But instead, he was entered into the fatal four-way, make it a fatal five-way. So it was Brock versus Big E versus Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley. And from the beginning of this match, it was brilliant. It was yeah. everything it needed to be. It didn't stop. There was no slow moments. Everybody had their part to play perfectly everybody had a moment they were kind of on top but it was just the little bits of storytelling within it that worked perfectly and it didn't occur to me genuinely didn't occur to me how much I wanted to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar until Bobby Lashley speared Brock through that barrier and you went oh they that's that's brilliant like he's yeah. a legitimate challenge to this guy um my first question to you actually is when Brock was announced for this, did you think he was going to win it? Was your guess, oh, Brock's coming out with a belt here? Um, my prediction would have changed, so I wouldn't have said Big E anymore. I, thought, I, th- I think it, my prediction would have been Brock or Bobby Lashley at that point. Yeah. Um, so I, would, I wouldn't know either way. That's fair. Because I, th- I think if, if you look at... Before this happened, if you think about what would have happened if Lesnar and Roman Reigns fought, I think Roman Reigns would have would have would have beat Brock Lesnar. I think Brock Lesnar would have won the Rumble. I think Bobby Lashley would have won this match, and then that would have been the WrestleMania match. But I think they just fought, brought everything forward to Raw Rumble. Well, interestingly, the rumor coming out is that Big E was going to retain here. Oh, really? That's the rumor oh, that, that I've heard nice. since. The big, yeah, no, yes, I thought that. <laughs> I heard, I heard that on, a, a pod, on the podcast I listened to. I heard that. I was thinking, oh, absolutely dodged a bullet there. Yeah, <laughs> annoying. <laughs> but no, apparently Biggie was supposed to retain here, and they were. I, I think they were building to Biggie Lashley at, at Mania, from from what I'd heard. But I mean, for Biggie, then. Yeah, it is to be fair because I don't don't know where he goes from here, really. Although I would say, because the match was so good, I thought he came out this quite credible, even though he lost. It was also interesting that Heyman's promo the next night absolutely yeah. bigged Big E up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely said that, no, we're really impressed by him. We really respect him. I thought that was dead interesting because it was kind of like, uh, WWE here are, are absolutely saying, do yeah. not disregard this guy. He's in our plans. I think it was also, almost... like, fair enough for trying to lift Brock Lesnar up for the big ending. <laughs> I mean, obviously, to, never be fair, to be fair, well, to he be did fair, was, he, was, he, he got him, he got yeah. him, you know, yeah. it was a great, even that was a great ending, because I thought when he lifted him for the big ending, I thought, there was a little part of me thought, they're going to have Big E beat Brock, they're going to they're do it, and then obviously, I mean, even the fact that Brock didn't, like, just little things that don't happen to Brock Lesnar, not being able to get out the hurt lock, that does not happen to Brock Lesnar, and it's no. just these proper interesting storytelling moments, I think what makes it really clear is that Brock is loving every single minute of this run. And he's thrown himself into it. It's the best version of Brock Lesnar I've seen. Like, I I really enjoy this version. Like you say, it's really fun to watch. I'm not sure how I feel about Paul Heyman being back by his side. Because for me, because at the moment, Brock Lesnar's real babyface. 
Yeah. But I feel like Paul Heyman turns him a bit heel again. And I, but I'm really enjoying Brock being a baby, like a baby and a baby, a baby face. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Say that to his face, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I found him really fun. So I'm hoping he doesn't return really heelish, Paul Heymanish now. I think he has to stay. I think he just absolutely has to stay face. Yeah. He has to stay face right up until Mania. For me, Reigns versus Lesnar still Mania. The interesting thing will be whether they're going to do, because they hinted at it, and I was going, I was looking, I was literally shaking my head, going, "Don't, don't, just don't do it." Which is belt versus belt, or you know, I you know, think belts on the line. I think that whoever wins the Rumble will be in a triple threat with them too. That's solid. That's solid. Uh, no, it's a solid prediction. I don't like it. No, <laughs> at all. And I think it'd be Drew McIntyre. You th- so you're gonna you're gonna predict now that you think Drew McIntyre's winning the Rumble. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was Lesnar. He's not obviously not gonna be in it now. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, because I think they're gonna build to Ro- Reigns McIntyre anyway after this. So I think that's a way of getting him involved in the in the three way. Personally. Fair enough. But Fair enough. Watch the space. I'm, I'm, um, look, look. Someone has to fill the Joe tangent. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. The, the absolute, <laughs> the absolute Joe, Joe throwaway. I like that. That's that's fantastic. I I can't back that. I don't know who's winning the rumble, but I can't I can't see McIntyre. I I don't think you muddy the Lesnar versus Reigns waters at all. They they already have to be completely frank with you. I don't know how they're going to get themselves back there. The only thing I can say is, and again, we're giving away everything for Raw Rumble here. Um, Reigns is costing Lesnar at, at Raw Rumble for me. Reigns is costing so. Lesnar that belt. Lashley's coming out champion, and then Big E versus Lashley can still be the Mania match, and they and they have that. So that's more where I'm going. Um, what do you think of the, the prospect of Lesnar versus Lashley? Yeah, really excited for it. I think especially, I've, I've said it all along, even when Big E was champion, Lashley still, for me, remained the stronger person. I still feel like he's one of the strongest in on the roster. So for me, it makes perfect sense, and they've built it really cleverly, I think. Like yeah. from what was a last minute thing they had to do. It's that thing. It's it's it sounds really. I mean, I've been watching wrestling forever on and off to see a match that's never happened before. Mm. Like in any kind of you know, not not oh well, he did it when he was when he was coming up. They had a match together or whatever. They, these two just haven't faced each other. And I think as long as they are clever with it, it could be brilliant. It could be absolutely brutal. It could just be these two taking each other to the absolute extreme and Lesnar Lesnar sells better than anybody else. Lesnar puts people mm. over better than anybody else. And he could absolutely, if he wants to kind of, if they want him to kind of go up against Lashley is this like, I can't get past this guy. I don't know how I'm going to beat this guy kind of thing. So yeah. it's some really good storytelling if they want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I could, I mean, is it elimination chamber next after all rumble? Should be. I don't know if that's definitely yeah. confirmed, but it should be. Yeah, and there's rumours of it being in Saudi as well. Um, okay. He's in elimination chamber in Saudi. And I also, I think Goldberg's got another match left. <laughs> so I can see them doing, I, I can see them doing Lesnar Lashley a few times and then banging Goldberg in against Roman Reigns for Saudi. That would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. But like I say, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it as well. Lashley. I mean, I'm, I genuinely wouldn't know who would win. No, I think there's, there's, if you don't want Lesnar to lose, if Lesnar's losing, he's losing, he's not losing clean. No. If Lashley loses to Lesnar, that doesn't hurt anybody. That no. doesn't hurt Lashley at all. But I, I, I think 
the easy money for me is Reigns is, is is getting involved in that. Yeah. I mean, this is pod chat before pod chat. This, this is this is this is next episode yeah. chat. So <laughs> feel free to jump into the uh, Royal Rumble episode, guys, in about three weeks' time. Um, okay, so coming out of that, um, there wasn't much more to talk about on um, Raw and SmackDown other than what we've already discussed. The only thing I'd mention is the Women's Royal Rumble. They did the weirdest thing. I've never seen them do this before, where they ran through about 19 of the competitors that were going to be in it, which would be fine because they usually say you have people announce themselves and the Men's Royal Rumble's already got about seven or eight, but they're all main roster stars. This, they announced people like the Bella Twins, which would be a big pop on the night. Summer Ray, not necessarily a massive pop, but, you know, a, a returning star. Kelly Kelly, a returning star. Michelle McCool, a returning star. There's Alita, which would be, again, another big pop, even though we've, we've kind of seen it a, a few times before. Um, so it, for me, the one of the best bits of the Royal Rumble is not knowing who's going to emerge out of that curtain. I know they've still got 10 spots left. I've got pretty certain that Alexa Bliss is going to be one of those spots, that she's going to claim one of those. We all know who we think another person that's going to claim that spot's going to be without saying them. So, I mean, what did you think of that decision to just announce most of the Rumble participants? Yeah, it's just, it's just really, I think it's quite bizarre. I, don't, I can't understand why they've done that. Um, because... Because exactly like you say, the, the, the whole fun of the Royal Rumble is guessing who's going to be who, who's going to be turning up. Um, yeah, so I mean, I said to you before um, over messaging, you know, is it because they need a ratings boost? But like I say, you shouldn't need that for Royal Rumble, so it, it can't be that surely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just found it quite bizarre. It was just, I don't know, a bit weird. Yeah, I mean, they, they think I think of like they literally haven't got that many women on the roster. So could the extra nine be even more surprised? I don't know. Well, the only thing I could think, I, I don't know if, if I'm right in this. I don't think there was anybody, anybody of the surprises in any way that hadn't already been in a Royal Rumble before. That's the only thing I can think of is the fact that they've gone, well, we haven't got enough women's history. We haven't got enough women's competitors that the surprises are surprises anymore. That's the only thing I can think is they're yeah. saying, well, the Bellas aren't that big a surprise because the Bellas entered the first women's Royal Rumble, which was only about, what we're talking three, four years ago, if yeah. that was something like that. So the only thing I'm thinking is they haven't, all the people they've announced have, like Kelly Kelly's definitely been in it before. I'm not sure about Michelle McCool um, or Summer Rae, to be fair. But I thought Mickey James was random because didn't she just get released like recently? Exactly. I, th- I thought exactly the same. If, if you've got an argument for we haven't got enough women to hold a Royal Rumble, the fact that they're bringing back people they've recently released, released this last year, so 2021, yeah. within the tw- last 12 months, they've said, we don't want you in our roster anymore. By the way, what you do in January 29th, I think it's it, it's a bit bizarre, isn't it? Mm. Women's Royal Rumble should happen. Women's Royal Rumble is a worthy thing, but what it does highlight is the fact that they've not built enough women to make it an exciting prospect. Yeah, they haven't got enough women to build. No, I did like the idea of Charlotte entering it, and if she wins, she gets to pick her opponent. Yeah. I thought that was great. But what I did highlight was who's Charlotte facing. <laughs> it's literally because Charlotte's got no other people to face her whatsoever. Is is there anyone due back at any point? What's happened with Bailey? So she could she could be another entrant. I didn't think about Bailey. She could be another surprise entrant. She could yeah. win it. Yeah, she's not the person I was thinking of before. 
No, neither, not mine either. I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have mentioned it. Yeah, I didn't even think about <laughs> Bailey. That's fair. So Bailey could be a surprise entrant. She's someone you keep hidden. She's easily yeah. someone you keep. She She's a number 50 for me. She's a Charlotte's. Charlotte's thinks she's won it, and Bailey comes back face. Yeah. That's how I do it. Bailey comes back as a face, and Bailey versus Charlotte would be an absolutely solid rumble, rumble match. Mm. And I'd even, to a certain degree, you'd even have Charlotte win it and pick someone rubbish, and Bailey has to convince her to pick her. That would be a yeah. better story than Bailey wins it kind of thing. So I think there's a, there's a story there with this Charlotte kind of choice. And um, we completely glossed over it, actually, so we'll return to it. Talking of not having enough people to fight, um, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns at the, uh, at the Royal Rumble. What that was so random, by the way, because he's on a different brand as well. So why, what, what, what is that about? Because I was a bit worried when they first said, you'll find out by the end of the night. I thought it was going to be Xavier Woods or Kofi Kingston. I thought he was going to come out at the end and say, that was great, fellas. Kofi, you've earned a spot. Something like that. Because I was looking at it going, I genuinely don't know who else it could be. And then Seth Rollins is a great choice. Is a great choice, but I feel like this is going to be a waste of what could be an amazing story. Is that, I was about to say the same. Like that should be a massive match, and it will be a big match because the boat, you know, it's, it's a huge match. But they haven't, they've got no time to build it properly. Surely, is it three weeks? We got yeah. three weeks until Rumble. I mean, imagine they've got shared history. You've got the Shield. No one knows you better than I do. Reigns, all that stuff. That could, that should be. These guys should have at least two matches. At yeah. least two matches. It's not going to be. It's no. going to be a one-off, isn't it? It is. Of course it is, because Reigns is involved in the whole Lesnar thing. And then you've also got that, because Lesnar's not going to go away. Heyman's not going to go away. So even that, you kind of want you want Rollins-Reigns to be its own thing. That's the story. Forget all the other stuff. you know. So it should be great. I've got no issue with it being an amazing match. But um, it, I was, it was one of those where you're like, don't do it this way. Don't, don't waste it. If Kevin Owens had appeared, I'd have been more impressed. If, you know, I know we've done Kevin Owens versus Reigns loads of times before, but it just feels like Rollins should be bigger. Yeah, it's just, I suppose it's just, it's just, it's just a, a consequence of what's happened because obviously that wasn't meant to be the plan, and they've then just thought, right, what can we do that's a big enough, a big enough match for Rumble? Tell you who it should have been. Should have been Big E. Yeah, that's fair. If you'd had Big E, and then you could have had Big E. Excuse me, Big E in the Newsday for three weeks, building up to the Rumble. Big E versus Reigns. Yeah, <clears throat> that could have been that. That for me would have been a better choice if you were going to mix from another. Yeah, brand. you can get the users involved as well because obviously you got that that whole thing going on. Absolutely, make that, that right itself out of it. for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I would have done. Um, so there we go. Now it leads us nicely to finish off with to the um, results. Who's won this round? So the Wrestling Predict cast is the only interactive wrestling podcast, he says, based on absolutely no research, um, <laughs> where you can win official WWE merch every single round. Um, but you have to be us as well as everybody else. Only two people got, it was only out of six this time. It should have been out of um, eight. It was only out, no, it should have been out of seven, to be fair. It was only um, out of six this time. And two people got six out of six. Oh, that was, was, it was it both of them? It was both Joe and Dave, which means oh. it came down to the tiebreaker, which is what time would the main event run to? Now, I ask that I don't ever ask you that question on the podcast because it's a really dull question and it just means nothing. I usually text it afterwards. You do what you normally do. I think you texted me. I gave you mine first. 
<laughs> yeah. You text me with 1306. Yeah. So Joe so, so, texts you with 1307. Yeah, he always does one second, doesn't he? Always do one, one side either way. So the question is, was Dave closer or further away than Joe was? Now, the main event... It was, was around eight, that, wasn't it? It was eight minutes. Eight minutes, three seconds. Oh, wow. And Dave... That short? It was that short. And didn't feel that. It was perfectly short. It was exactly what it needed to be. But it was eight minutes, three seconds. And Dave guessed that it would be 14 minutes, 12 oh, seconds. Oh, no. So Joe <laughs> has won this round of the Wrestling Predict cast. And I, th- oh. I don't know if that's a first, but it's certainly a first this season. Oh, he's not here to um, to gloat or celebrate or choose his shirt. So I think we should choose for him. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> The Bellas are coming back for the uh, Royal Rumble. I think it's only fair that Joe comes away with a Bellas top. And here's oh, yeah. the thing. We will, and, and yeah, Dave is the only other person that will do this. I w- unless he tells me not to, that's the shirt he's getting. Yeah. So don't tell him about it. Don't tell him he's won. Don't tell him the outcome of this. He'll have to listen to the podcast to find out. Let's see how committed he is. Unless he tells me not to buy him a Brie Bella shirt in the next week, let's give him, he's getting a Brie Bella shirt. Yeah. Or Nikki. Yeah. I think Nikki actually. Or both. We'll see what they've got. We'll see what we'll, we'll see what size. We'll see what they've got in his size, to be honest with you. <laughs> cheapest, cheapest Bella shirt on the WE store. So annoying. Um, as the actual standings go, and coming up, we've got some big big, big rounds coming up. Um <clears throat> we'll go back. We've got a fair few returning competitors. So um we'll go back to some people that have been have been playing for a while. Um We've got Carl Macau, who's been playing for a fair bit. Um, he's got 17 points back in seventh. And then it gets really close. So you've got Tom with 28 and Kaz with 28. So they're, they're tying. You've got Morgan Rothwell with 32 points. And then you've got Luke in third place with, in fourth place, sorry, with 36. Me in third place with 37. Joe in second place with 40. And Dave with 43 in first place. Me and you got three each. And, um, both yeah. Dave and Joe got six each. So actually, I don't think it changed any of the top five standings. But Morgan is someone you've got to watch because he's won this a few times and he's creeping up. So, Morgan, if you're listening, we uh, you're an outside bet. Well, we're all we're all battling each other. You might just uh, <clears throat> sneak up third or at least go, sneak third away from me and, me and Luke. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, could a, easily a, happen. Yeah, big chance of that happening. <laughs> so um, the next time we will be uh, talking to you will be the Raw Rumble where there's I mean, we've got at least three matches, four matches, uh, five matches if you count the Royal Rumble matches as well. So we've got plenty of matches already announced. So loads of points, loads of things up for grabs, all to play for. So thank you very much, Luke. And we'll see everybody next time. Cheers, mate. Thanks. (laughs) 